Hello and welcome to Penny's Two Cents. I'm Penny O and today I'm joined by Flash, a Los Angeles-based gender and genre non-conforming non-binary musician, director, stylist, videographer, photographer. Today we're chatting about the meaning and process behind Flash's music and videos, the experience of moving to LA, and how identity evolves. Flash tells their stories of self, love, spirituality, and gender identity through their songs. Flash releases a new song and music video every single month and was one of the first people that I met when I came to LA. They were at the first two gigs that I went to, both as a performer and a photographer, and I was just drawn to them instantly. Like, wow, multi-talented, such an incredible lyricist, amazing style. I want to get to know you. <laughs> and now here we are. I am so stoked to give you this conversation. And if you're listening to it now, you might have noticed that Flash and I have released a music video that is live on my YouTube channel now that we never speak about in this episode. And that is, of course, because we recorded this episode before we worked together. So I hope we can have another conversation for you very soon about our work together. What's up, Penny Hello. O? Hey, what's up, Flash? Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Penny O. Oh, are we starting? Penny ah! o. I guess we can start. Should we start? <laughs> sure, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Can I crack this soda first? <laughs> All the ASMR. <laughs> to be honest, I cracked mine. This is nice. me playing with the top of it. Also a good sound. Also good ASMR. Hey, guys, sample this. Yo, Penny, yo, on the beat, yeah, give me it. All right, okay. I'm Penny, yo, you know that though. You know I go so hard when the beat drops, oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's probably all I've got. That's the limit. We hit. <laughs> Penny told me that she's on her... Um, Sweet tooth grind. So she brought oh. me a little little soda pop and Olipop sponsored. Olipop. Not sponsored, but I wish. Sponsor me, Olipop. I'm drinking a lot of you. We got the strawberry vanilla flavor in my hand. Also in Penny's mm. hand. It has three grams of sugar per can and thirty-five calories. Ingredients include carbonated water, Oli Smart, cassava root fiber, chicory root. Wow, <laughs> these are interesting ingredients. Yeah, because in this soda, it has thirty-two percent of your daily fiber. Whoa! So catch yeah. me in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Get everything rolling. Whoa! Well, hey, thanks for having hey. me on this. I'll Thank try to you. talk in the mic. I keep moving. Oh, it's all good. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining me. I have been so anxious to interview you, and then even since. We first started talking about this. You released a music video, so I feel like we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. This is exciting. I feel like this is the first time I've been on a podcast since oh, really? like a while. Cool. Cool. How does it feel so far? It's chill. I feel like I actually have something to talk about this time because I feel like any other time I was on a podcast, like shout out to other people who have had me on their podcast, like homies and stuff. But I feel like now I actually have something to talk about because before I was like, oh, yeah, just moved to L.A. Aha, doing nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. aha, really broke right now. But like pretending <laughs> that everything's all right. Everything you. will be all right. I was about to say that was a fantastic segue. Oh, thank you. 
That is definitely one of the ones that I'm super eager to talk to you about. That video is amazing. Thank you for those listening. I am Flash. And I just, I guess it's not too recent now, but in the spring, I came out with a music video for my song, Everything Will Be All Right. And it featured my friend is Art is Infinite. And she's a great muralist and painter and designer, and she's one of my good friends. And we collabed on this music video, and I don't know how it really came about. I kind of met her randomly, and then, long story short, we were like, oh, we should make a music video together where you, like, paint the mural type of vibe, long story short. And then we came up with this idea to do, like, a cloud room, and ended up being, like, a super beautiful sunset mural by Art is Infinite, and then this other great artist named Shaq. And then I I was hoping more with like painting like the easy stuff, like the walls underneath, but they did all the like beautiful art. So I was really happy that I got to help and be a part of that too. And then there was like some other props and stuff and is like painted on this like thrifted dress I had and it was just really mm. beautiful. And I had like my real band members and homies like performing in it. So check it out it's super cool so that's the context of what we're talking about it's I so don't know. cool yeah it's so cool and I wanted I was curious like I think one of my favorite parts with the painting the mural and everything is that it's in the video like well, thank you I wanted to show the process yeah yeah I feel like that's so nice though it's like a combined BTS and music video in one go it's so satisfying to see it come to fruition it's cool well thank you I was like Because I felt like this music video was kind of an upgrade compared to my other ones. No offense to my other music videos, but I don't know. Like, I mean, it was just like a whole set and everything. And I was like, I can either have this look like a super like industry like video or like, oh, Mm. I just have this super like legit, like expensive looking video. Mm. Or I can like show the fact that this is all just my friends making this video. And it also like has the parts of the video that are uh, whatever, the really fancy like beautiful shots but also showing that I didn't just like pay someone a billion dollars to like make me have a bunch of cool music video stuff I don't know you know what I mean like yeah yeah it was just my homies shooting filming making it thrift store dress you know it was nice well I feel like it's hit a bit of a sweet spot as well because I feel like a lot of times as artists it's so tempting to go you know, big budget, perfect industry music video when realistically, like, there's something so much more satisfying about seeing the process and seeing how it comes together and seeing the humanity. Plus no money. I'm like, I have zero budget. The Chipotle budget. Yeah, we love the DIY life, though. That's that's how things come together. thanks for watching it. Oh my God, of course. I love it. I love, like, the big crystals. I love all the symbols in it. It's cool. Thanks. I was like, I love those crystals. Honestly, there's, like, these big crystal props in the video. Mm. And they were, like, for context, the video was shot at... My friend is, she used to live and, like, work at that place it was shot. It's, like, this studio art space called Creatington. But she moved. No tea. Just, like, did. And uh, there was, like, these big crystals that were in like one of the main rooms where there's like lots of props and like cool set design and I was like can I use these and they were in a set for a different music video Doja Cat had a music video shot at the same spot (laughs) oh my god and other people of course it's a pretty like commonly used place it was actually interesting because I long story short not to get on a tangent but the first time I went to this Creatington place for it's like a bunch of studios and stuff and like, one of the people who lives there has, like, a music studio, and there's, like, a bunch of designers and stuff who live there. Mm. And um, 
when I was like interning at this place in college that was like based in LA, super long story short, one of the clients that this like marketing agency that I was interning for, like trying to be on my marketing life, <laughs> the models or whatever and artists were shooting in one of the rooms at Creatington. And then the first time I went there, like one of my friends just kind of invited me there to go to a session with them just for fun. And I went to this room and it was like this orange studio and I was having like the craziest deja vu. And I was like, whoa, like those clients years ago shot in here. Like, and now oh. I'm the artist sitting in the room kind of, you know what I mean? That's so I mean, sick. it was pretty casual while I was there, but I was like, whoa, like Full circle. I was like the one like promoting this video in Minnesota and my like like one bedroom with six people and now I'm like the one singing in the microphone in here so it's interesting so I'm I'm grateful that I met Iz and that that music video is awesome and just to do music videos is such a blessing as a videographer and musician yeah yeah because you definitely are both thanks and I've been sort of curious as to what comes either first or more naturally? Like, do you always make a song and then make a music video? Or do you ever think, I want to make a video like this, so I need to compose something to make the video come to fruition? Yeah, that's interesting. So Penny sent me some, like, kind of questions to think about before this. And I was kind of thinking about that question. And I feel like it's weird that I actually just write the songs and then I make the videos last type of vibe. Cause mm. I feel like someone who would know me and know I'm a videographer professionally and stuff would be like, Oh, like flash probably like write songs just to make the music video. But that's actually, I feel like very the opposite. Mm. I don't know. I feel like maybe like I used to think more like that. Like before I really did music, like, Oh, it'd be funny if there's like a music video of like a, like a guy and a girl doing whatever and it was like oh meet me at the ice cream shop I'm just like random but like nowadays I feel like I actually just write music for me and for like whatever I'm trying to heal in that moment in my life or whatever so like say my newest song remind me is like if I wrote that song trying to make a music video like I don't know what the lyrics would even be like like I just wrote that song because I was like struggling or whatever and like the music is what yeah. heals me I guess so yeah. I guess I really haven't made space for trying to come up with a music video concept first and then writing a song but it's definitely something I'm open to I had like a videographer like I guess kind of pitched to me like oh if you ever made a song about like this one thing then I'd be down to make a music video for it and I was like interesting sounds cool like free music video like yeah. cool time and then I was like actually like I don't want to do that like I want to yeah. just be writing what feels right for me right now but who knows sounds kind of fun along the line I think it'd be cool to do like a concept album or like uh. EP or songs at some point but we're just chilling <laughs> nice yeah well I mean that's the best part about music as an outlet is exactly that to use it to heal and to understand and Healing Connect. the world. <laughs> yeah, one song at a time. Whoa. One song at a time. I wanted to ask with Remind Me, I noticed that Remind you... Me. Yeah, I noticed that you put that phrase at the end of Look... Uh, like, typed at the end of Look At Me, like the end of the video. I did? Yeah, do they go together? <laughs> Wait, what? I did? Yeah. Remind Me? No, at the end of Look At Me. Oh, we know it says Better Now at the end, not Remind Me. It says Better Now. At the end of Look at Me. On YouTube? Yeah. I'm pulling I'm it sure. up. <laughs> at the end of my Look at Me video? Yeah. It references Better Now. 
Maybe I was just trying to promote it. Let's see. I'm literally pulling it up. I'm like, look at me feels like so long ago. February 1st, 2022. This was the second song I came out with as Flash. Really? Uh, let's see. You're better now. Yeah, I guess I I, I guess I did that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I guess I mean, I guess that's an Easter egg. Shout out to yeah. myself. That was probably just like me editing at like 5 a.m. delusional, like, aha, I'm gonna put this in. So I'm glad you noticed that, so thanks. Yeah, yeah it felt like an Easter egg to me. It felt like they maybe were leading from one to the other because it felt like, I don't know, look at me. You You're know. better now. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why I did that. So I'm glad... Thanks for noticing that. Remi- Thanks for reminding <laughs> me that that exists. That was perfect, yeah. <laughs> remind me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Remind Me because that's been your most recent video release, isn't it? Yes. My first question is definitely, you actually graduated, right? It wasn't just cosplay. <laughs> yes. So my music video for my song, Remind Me, that came out in June. I think I came out with it on 6-6. Six, six. Six. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, in the music video, it's featuring me walking at college graduation, but in the beginning or the end of the video or something, I'm like, this is all cosplay. I'm cosplaying as a University of Minnesota graduate. But I actually graduated from University of Minnesota <laughs> in class of 2020, actually. Oh, nice. Congratulations. But thanks for business and marketing and oh, really? education. Cool. So, nerd alert. Well, congr- I mean, those are extremely <laughs> useful skills. I mean, thanks. I was like, gotta do it. Scholarship vibes. Wow, cool. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. And then <laughs> I walked two years later because yeah. whatever classic COVID vibes in yeah. 2020, they were like, Literally, our graduation was like a Google slideshow, and I was like, this is really sad. Yeah. I don't even, I didn't even watch it. I was just like, LOL, like, okay. Yeah, that sucks. But then I got an email in like February or March or something that was like, come walk class of 2020 with the class of 2022. Thanks. And I was like, and I was like, I don't have money to do that. Like, whatever. Like, that's like an extra $500. And then I was like, you know what? Like, it's like just a little bit more work, like whatever. It's, it'll be a lifelong memory. And I was like, you know what? I'm yeah. going to shoot a music video. Nice. So <laughs> I went to Minnesota, got the ticket, bit the bullet. I stayed with some of my friends and it was fun. It was a good time. It was like, like refreshing. I don't want to say humbling because I feel like I don't need to be humbled. I feel like I'm like <laughs> fucking, fucking poor and stuff in LA. Like there's nothing to humble here. Like I'm not famous, not rich. Like I'm just chilling, working 24 seven here, but it was cool. And then shout out to my friend Kara filmed a lot of the scenes and remind me I filmed the graduation stuff on my VHS. Cool. And yeah, I went to my college graduation with my dad and I just had my VHS the whole time. And I stood in front of this guy. I honestly forget his real name. I think it was Dylan. Because he told me that his, like, um, like alter ego is Ronnie, is what his name is. Okay. And so I'm just standing in front of this, or standing in front of this guy or behind or whatever. And we both were wearing, like, huge sunglasses inside the U of M, like, gym. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. He was like, he said something to me like, you're the only person I wanted to stand next to here. Not in like a romantic way, but in like a, like a, everyone else here is a loser way. <laughs> and I was like, same bro. Nice. And we both just had these huge sunglasses on. And then he, uh, he revealed to me that he was tipsy still from his mimosas. Oh, okay. Graduation <laughs> like, vibes. Yeah. And then 
uh, we were like both in line and I had my VHS and my spy goggles on. So mm-hmm. I was recording through my spy glasses, like not in like a creepy way, but like trying to capture the day. Mm-hmm. And then I had my VHS and Ronnie helped me like um, <laughs> shoot some of the videos of me walking at graduation and stuff. And I asked like cool. some random girls in the gym if they could like uh film me walking and stuff so Mm. check it out remind me out now yeah and then the other part of the music video is like me in my actual high school which Mm. is funny yeah i was curious if it was really your school (laughs) and i was like a good kid in high school whatever like president of everything type of vibe oh really and um like I was, whatever, going back to Minnesota for my college grad. And so I emailed, like, my dean and, like, front desk people. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go back to Minnesota for uh, my college grad, yeah. And I was like, oh, don't you think that I could uh, shoot a music video at my high school? And then um, they, like forwarded me to the like new principal who used to work in my middle school so he knew me from literally like middle school plays and stuff you know like i mean i was just around small school vibe too yeah he's like ah flash like sure and whatever come on monday at 3 30 and so i pull up with my friend cara from minnesota and we literally park at my high school and mm. the power goes out as soon as i walk in and then they're like of course flash would turn out the lights the power would go out when you pull up flash like whatever yeah and i was like honestly that's fine because all the students had to like get out of the hallways because usually they just be lingering oh so yeah. it was like perfect so i was like i mean okay and there's lots of, like natural light in there yeah shout out to the the levy being passed the year after i graduate so now my high school's nice oh really <laughs> i mean it's chill but yeah so me and Kara were just like filming in the hallways and me like running around and in my high school theater and then it was cute because I saw like my old theater and speech coach because he was like the only teacher there because he's always grinding so (laughs) shout out to Tim Newcomb who was uh grinding even when the power was out and then I actually I don't I don't know if any clips of him like made it into the final video because I just like didn't want to be weird even though he said he's down but he was like um I think his back was in it like erasing the chalkboard or something but I used to literally spend like hundreds of hours with that teacher like for theater and speech so it was kind of cute that I got to run into him in my high school and we got to shoot it Cara didn't go to my high school my friend who was helping me with it but it was Kara's first time, like, seeing my high school and everything, too, and I made a lot of music yeah. with Kara. She actually, like, mixed and masters all my tracks and was, like, kind of the original reason I got into music and everything oh, back really? in college because we met, like, the first week of college, and they've always just been a great friend and support to me, so I'm really grateful that we got to do this together and just... The whole experience of doing the Remind Me video was, like, honestly a lot more for me. Like, I think, theoretically, I had these ideas of, like, making the Remind Me video be, like, oh, like, me in L.A., like, looking dope or whatever. But Mm. I was, like, this is kind of cool to go back. And then Mm. when I was editing it, is this too much about the Remind Me video? No, 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 I'm so curious. (laughs) Thanks. And so then... um, like the beginning part of the video especially is like me and my high school and college and stuff like Minnesota life and I mean Mm. the song is about like elevating and following your true path and all that Mm. so like in the second half of the video I used a lot of footage that me and my friend Mallory Turner who is like one of my besties and she's like awesome like music photographer videographer going to her show tonight she's hosting a show at her studio which is fun nice yeah I would love to (laughs) it's free with reservation five dollars at the door I got you. It'll be a vibe. But 
me shouting at Mallory always. But yeah, me, Mallory, <laughs> and um, a few other girls, like, probably in May before I went to Minnesota, I think, we went on this, like, trip to, like, a day trip. I don't think we... St- I don't remember if we stayed somewhere. Um, <laughs> like memory loss. But we basically went out to like the middle of the desert. Oh yeah, we stayed in an Airbnb for a night and we all split it and, like near Joshua Tree mm. and near like Salton Sea. And we just got like a bunch of content and photos and videos of each other. And mm. yeah, Mallory helped me shoot some like VHS and then I was shooting like all the drone stuff of myself for the most part. So by yourself? Uh, yeah, like with one hand. I'm like, no one will notice the remote, right? If it's as high up. Yeah, cool. But I don't know. I, I just, didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love to create. I'm like addicted to it. So I Whoa. feel like if I can't create, I go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's remind me, folks. Woo! Woo! I love remind me. I love that. I love the whole theme of exactly that of progressing and it's cool that you've had so many kind of full circle moments with you know revisiting old people and old things that I guess brought you to this moment this time that's cool the original like um thought or process or whatever the like the reason I came up with remind me was um my friend was in town and they were like just asking me questions it was like when I was going through it like a few months ago and like I didn't have like I was like really financially unstable at the moment like not getting any work it was like super COVID vibes and just like not hanging with the right people you know Mm. and um my friend came to town and he was like oh like are you still doing this are you still like talking to them are you still like whatever Mm. and I'm like you didn't have to remind me that like everything I'm doing right now is like really inauthentic and bad and like um I mean, like, overall, I was fine, but I was just, like, kind of, like, struggling to, like... I mean, I just came out with I Went Crazy, and, like, obviously that <laughs> song's, like, a joke, but, like, I honestly was, like, going crazy and, like, in, like, a not-so-great relationship and, like... Uh-huh. I mean, not relationship, you know what I mean, L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just, like, talking to the wrong crowd and just, like, people who were all trying to, like, control me and, like, tell me what to do with my, like, career and everything. And I was just starting my Flash project. Mm. And I just felt like everyone was trying to, like, tell me what's right. And I'm, like, in my heart, like... Everything will be all right. No, I was yeah. like, I was like, I know what I need to be doing, and I need to get on this higher path. But it's mm. like you didn't have to remind me that like I'm surrounded by like the bad vibes and like all this. Mm. In the original lyric for the, so in the real song, it's like I used to think I was dead, then I realized you killed me. It's like the first opener line, mm-hmm. which I think is a good opener, and that's supposed to be like, oh, like I thought that I had like lost myself, or I was so down bad that I'm like damn am I like actually this like depressed and like is this who I like actually am and then I'm like wait no like these bad people and circumstances and everything are like what's made me have this like soul loss right now like that's why I'm like so down bad I mean not to blame everything on external circumstances like it's the way I'm dealing and processing with all of it but I was Mm -hmm. like my like original thought before it turned into like I used to think I was dead but then I realized you killed me it was like oh I used to think I was sad then I realized it's just you and like people who like just are projecting bad vibes on you all the time or people who are like are you sure you're okay like Mm. and they're struggling and like I felt like I had a lot of things like that I was trying to be doing and pushing and like these people around me weren't supportive of that or were struggling themselves and projecting so Mm. 
I guess remind me is about a lot of things. Also about like moving on from living in Minnesota mm-hmm. and like yeah, relationships and all that. But I was just like really going through it at the time. So when we were like me and Corey, little trauma bestie, we were like I brought the song to the session with like just like a shitty like beat under it and the chorus was just the cook, the hook, the cook. Where's the cook? <laughs> the hook, like, you didn't have to come and remind me. Like, I already written that when I had come into the session. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, I used to think I was dead, then I realized you killed me. Like, I already had, like, a semi-basis, but little trauma, Corey, really, like, brought the song to life. And I wish I had, like, vlogged that day more or something. But, I don't know, I just felt like... That was the day that I, like, got control of my life again, not to be dramatic, but I was, like, cutting off, like, these bad people, and I just had wrote this song, and I mean, obviously, Remind Me didn't blow up or something, but it's doing well and everything, and just the fact that so many people like it, and the fact that I get to sing it at shows is, like, (laughs) so empowering to me, like, I don't even care about, like, followers or this or that but like I just love to perform if it's for like two people or a billion like I just get to sing this like savage song like yeah like fuck the haters fuck the bad people like I hope you see my tiktok on your for you page and me yeah (laughs) Yeah. bumping I don't know there's just me ranting but (laughs) it's hard to quantify like the success of a song because there's things like yeah did it blow up maybe not but if it healed me yeah exactly i'm I'm better now yeah (laughs) yeah and when you're able to create from a healed place then you're able to create the stuff that blows up anyways like right in theory it all plays off of itself therapy (laughs) yeah yeah the therapy of writing as well that helps so much to get that catharsis out i'm so grateful for music yeah same all right next sorry i was going off forever oh no you're good i had even one more question about the remind me video i'm down where did you shoot or how did you shoot this shot with like more stuffed animals than you can even believe oh that was interesting (laughs) um let me figure out the actual artist's name so i can credit them um house of what would that be crochet animals Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely not versed in the uh, stuffed animal realm. Hmm. House. It was like the museum, the crochet museum or something. Let me see. <laughs> crochet so museum. World famous crochet museum. All right, here we go. The world famous crochet museum in Joshua Tree. It was wow. a free exhibit. Oh, cool. And honestly, it's like this tiny, like, shacky room. But if you go inside, it's like this beautiful, like, crochet museum. Cool. You know what I mean? I mean, you can can go watch the video. But you're not allowed to touch any of the crochet animals and stuff. But I was like, I was just there and we were just walking around Joshua Tree on our way back from that trip that one day. And then Mallory shot the video of me in there. I was like, please, will you take a video of me in there? Mm. And uh, they had a little gift shop called Art Queen, which I liked. (laughs) <laughs> cool. I mean, I'm non-binary, but I'm here for the word queen. And yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm always like, okay, art queen, like music queen. So it was cute. Um, yeah, I was like grateful that that was there. It's super cute. So shout out to the world famous Crochet Museum in Joshua Tree. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's such a cool set. I, I really liked the theme of having stuffed animals and something that felt like it was referencing, you know, childhood and 
that kind of storyline through Remind Me, it felt suiting to have something that felt kind of like childlike visually in that way. Well, thank it was you. cool. I was literally in my pajamas. I was like, <laughs> I'd like all my clothes are packed. I was in these like star Costco pajamas my dad had given me like whenever ago. And <laughs> cool. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm wearing this. It, I am flash. I don't need to be anything else right now. Me nice. being in my pajamas and weird hat is enough. Like, no mm. one cares what I'm wearing. They're going to be here for the crochet, you know what I mean, in the song. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So this is, I mean, I wish I was wearing something else in there, but, like, it's what's the point of, like, wishing about something that is yeah. impossible to change? This is true as well, but it felt suiting. It felt like stuffed animals in pajamas go together. Whoa, yeah, anyway. I planned it, guys. Yeah, shout out to me <laughs> styling this music video with my $100,000 music video budget. Yeah, with those Costco pajamas. <laughs> That's funny, but it's oh, well, thanks I love, for noticing. Yeah, of course, of course, and I love that you've got the show cut into it as well, the live performance of it. It's cool. Oh yeah, thank you. I was like, ah, like I'm on the stage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I was like slightly in like a savage mode when I was like editing and working on working on this project, <laughs> and I don't know. I was just like, it feels fitting to put real like performance videos of me in this song because it's like. I mean, the whole song and like a basic level is like, oh, I need to, I need to get out of this town because like I can't escape you. Like I need to move to LA, and then it's like driving on the freeway. It's like I mean, it's a song, quote unquote, about moving to LA in a way. But and then the second half is like I'm doing all the things that you used to want to, and it's like oh, like I'm doing shows and I'm doing this, and it's kind of like, I mean, on savage mode, it's kind of about. Like, people in Minnesota and stuff who, like, never said I would, like, do music or make it or never thought I was good enough or whatever. But, Mm. I don't know, I just always never, like, gave a fuck about what they thought. Like, I mean, for a Mm. while, I kind of, like, didn't do it, maybe because of, like, my own insecurities or, like, didn't have the resources or, like, was busy or this or that or haters. But, Mm. like, there comes a time where you're just, like... Who are these fucking, like, people to tell me what I cannot do? Like, you are literally living in your hometown doing nothing. Like, no offense, but... Mm. (laughs) Yeah, where are you throwing your stones from? (laughs) Right, I just, like... I remember before I was moving to Minnesota, everyone was, like, super mad at me, it felt like. And everyone was, like, super pissed. And it was, like, good luck and, like, hateful vibes. And I was, like, what the hell? Like, everyone else gets, like, a whole send-off when they go to, like, L.A. And here everyone's just, like, pissed off that I'm leaving and, like... I don't know. Not everyone, obviously. I had people who were happy for me, but I just feel like everyone else gets this whole, like, party and just, like, everyone was, like, resentful towards me. And I'm like, I'm not rich. I'm not... I don't... I literally went to L.A. with zero connections and, like, no Mm. money, so I don't know what people thought, but, I mean, I'm glad y'all think I'm rich. (laughs) (laughs) Do I look rich? (laughs) No, but that seems like such a projection thing. Like, you are obviously so creative and would thrive in a place like this and that, you know triggers small town small town minded people who right you know are doing the same thing year after year generation after generation even and never kind of leaving i keep living the same day over again mm. new song oh really yeah it's my the sneak peek of my song pop star that'll come out in the Ooh. fall maybe Ooh, i'm excited it's about living the same day over again obviously and like um working at your day job and like wanting to do something bigger do you want a sneak peek yeah yeah i'll give you a super little um indie lo-fi here we go pop star i think i have a good version all right we're pulling it up 
This one is produced with a little trauma. I mean, you're going to get a super sneak peek. Don't leak it. <laughs> I got Here you. Here we go. Drums by <laughs> Daniel Gallardo, world famous drummer and bestie. Can you hear that? Yeah. And then I'll show you the chorus. You ready? Yeah. All right, here comes the pre-chorus into the chorus. your show at uh, Madam mm-hmm. yeah I thought so OMG sneak peek that's pop star produced by Little Trauma coming out fall or winter nice year. I love that song it feels so fitting and stuff too really cause I felt when I was listening to it at your show to say like I'm gonna be a pop star just felt really like there's no other choice I don't, well I felt like you already fucking are a pop star <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're standing up there oh, thank you in the blue dress and everything I was like you already are a pop star what are you talking about gonna be I'm already a pop star <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> no yeah. I mean I mean I'm grateful for you thinking that thanks I'm grateful to do a lot of shows and stuff I don't mm. I mean in theory I'm pop star to my younger self you know what I mean but I'm not I'm not a superstar obviously but I feel grateful to do shows and stuff but this song was like supposed to be written especially from the perspective less now I mean obviously I like my freelancer stuff and video and photo like I don't hate my day job I'm not like dreaming of quitting photography obviously Mm -hmm. I mean of course I'd like to do music more and more full time or like be more financially stable or this or that Mm -hmm. but that song, I mean, I wrote it semi-recently, like over the summer or whatever, maybe spring, but it was kind of like reflecting back on the time when I was working at Best Buy and like all these like retail jobs, especially I used to work at Mall of America at Best Buy oh, and Tim Hortons <laughs> and I'd be like opening the Black Friday shift oh my God. at Mall of America and oh I just like remember... Like, I mean, not like famous people are coming into the Mall of America, but I'd just be like, living the same day over again. Like, and I just dreamed of doing something bigger with my life, but I just knew I was going through the motions of school and like just getting that done. I mean, I didn't want to drop out because I was doing mm. it, you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I just like couldn't wait for the day that I would move to L.A. and like finally get to do what I want or like whatever. Mm. I didn't I didn't know if I was going to ever be able to move to L.A. and like follow my dreams or whatever. But how did I'm, you? I'm end grateful up doing that we're here. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a good segue, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, how did you end up knowing it was the time and 
realizing you could do it. So long story short, whatever. I went to University of Minnesota and then I got this super random scholarship that I applied for just like on a whim, like my freshman or sophomore year. And my junior year of college, I got this $20,000 scholarship to go study abroad in China. Oh, cool. So (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. (laughs) You lived in China. Yeah, so I lived in China before COVID. Oh my God. Whoa. Yeah, what year was this? 2019. Oh shit. Right. Right before. Yeah. And so then I was like backpacking in Asia and stuff before. I mean, my program (laughs) for context, I couldn't like just spend the money or something. Like I had to use it on my program, which was like the point of it. Mm. And so I like got this program thing in Shanghai, China. And I was like interning at this artificial intelligence like firm. (laughs) LOL random. (laughs) Yeah. Cyber. And um, I would take like whatever, wake up at like 8 a.m. And then I would walk to the fruit stand and get my like 50 cent dragon fruit fresh cut for me and then walk to class. And then I would have Mandarin lessons for like three hours. Whoa. Can you speak any? Not so much now, but like back then I could. I mean, I feel like with the pandemic and stuff, I had like zero chance to practice. I mean, excuses, but you know what I mean? But when I was there, I was pretty decent. Like at first I didn't, I didn't know anything going in except like hello and thanks and stuff. Mm. And I was just like, I'm never going to be able to speak this. Like this is so difficult. And then one day it just like clicked, but that's a sound sound story. But I I know what you mean though. (laughs) Right. And, um, it's the worldwide. Yeah. When you're learning languages, so sometimes you just hit this threshold all of a sudden where it just makes more sense than it did before. It's so rewarding. (laughs) It was crazy. Long story short, I was like at the mall one day and I just started hanging out with like these like people at the mall, like all these like China natives, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we were all just like getting dinner. And I mean, they probably just thought I was like cool foreigner vibe or something, I guess. But we all got dinner and we were just all talking and they were just like being super patient with me as I was like stumbling through my like words. Mm. And then, I don't know, it just started to like flow out and we were like talking and laughing and making jokes and we were hanging out like all night and we got like a bunch of appetizers and we're just like, I was like, am I telling stories in Mandarin right now? Like, this is cool. insane. And then I went to bed that night and I started dreaming in Mandarin. Oh, I, you wow. know, the whole like dreaming another language thing. And then I woke up <laughs> And I just felt like I'd like literally like downloaded something. I was like walking around and I could talk to everyone suddenly. And I was like, is this like real life? It just felt like a dream. So that's so cool. It's interesting. But anyway, (laughs) so I was loving my time in China Mm. and I got offered a full ride master's program in China and Shanghai at the same (laughs) university that I went to. And I was like, hell yeah, I love living here. Like, this is interesting, like whatever. Mm. And I got between the three options of basically like either I could do the master's program in international business, which I kind of didn't want to do. I was like, I, I was like, I kind of knew I didn't want to be doing like business the way I was anymore. Cause I had like flex interned for like Google and Adobe and Best Buy and stuff. And I was just like on this path to like working in like big tech and I want to work Mm. for like Facebook or like meta or whatever. But Mm. I don't know. I just like, I kind of like just want to like be able to sing and like be a influencer or like something like that or photo and video, like just like work for myself. Cause that's kind Mm. of like what I was doing and what it felt like. I mean, I guess I would have been down to work in like AI or whatever in China. Mm. I know it's kind of just like ready for the possibilities, but just like did not want to be like clocking into like a boring job ever again. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, on the side of like not doing the business one but then they also were like or you could do a fashion design like 
major for your master's or like animation and like coding vibes. And I was like, I'm down for one of those. And I was kind of leaning towards fashion, to be honest, or animation, because I was like, oh, I could spend like five years in China, like mastering animation or fashion and then go live in L.A. Like that's was like always the like place I wanted to be, I guess. Oh, really? (laughs) So then whatever, I accepted the program. I was like starting to do all the paperwork for it. And it's like. I'm back in the U.S. now for context. It's, like, fall 2019. I got back in summer 2019. So after, in, like, June, I got back. And I was just, like, doing freelance photo and video and stuff this summer in Minnesota when I got back. And I just had to finish my one more year of school. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like, December 2019, like, you know, right before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I just had, like, this, like, panic attack-like vibe, which I don't really have. But I just was having this, like, existential crisis. And I was, like, I just feel like my China program is, like, not going to happen. Like, I feel like something, like... Big is gonna like happen that I can't do it. Like I can't describe it. And I was like saying this to my friend, like freaking out. (laughs) And like not like in a psychic way, I don't know. It's more just like uh I don't know, it's just like I feel like I wanna like go to LA or something, like I just feel like the China program's not gonna happen. That was just like the only thought in my head, like this evening. And Mm. we were just like walking around and I was like having a crisis. And then whatever, COVID stuff started like (laughs) appearing. And then the program got canceled, and then I was like okay, I guess I can't go to China. I mean, kind of sad, you know? Like, that was kind of, like, my path that I was, like, planning on for that year. But then Mm. it was interesting because my best friend, Kadesh, and I had always, like, talked about moving to L.A. and being roommates or whatever after we graduated. So we were graduating, whatever, May 2020. And we're like, oh, like, after my, my lease ends in Minnesota, let's just move to L.A. And we met, like, two other friends that wanted to go. And they, like, dreamed of moving to L.A. too. And that was kind of, like, a thing we all bonded on, like, when oh. we all first met. So it was, like, the four of us moved out to L.A. Long story short, I don't even know, like, we none of us really had, like, a huge plan. Like, some of our roommates had, like, more of a job than less. But I was kind of <laughs> yeah. just, like, pulling up, like, ready to, like sell on Depop and like I don't know get a retail job or something I kind of was down for whatever maybe get a marketing job Mm. but I don't know it all just kind of worked out we lived in K-Town for our first like year until it literally kicked us out because our place flooded uh, right around (laughs) Halloween last year and we were like living in Airbnbs and like we were staying in this Airbnb for like one night every night. We were switching Airbnbs and oh like living God. out of bags. With all of your stuff? Not all of our stuff, but like, I mean, the stuff we needed. And I had like a show <laughs> and stuff for like Cyber Girlfriend. And mm. we were like running around living in these bags and it was like peak COVID. It was just like the craziest couple months. Whoa. And that's like kind of what all brought me to I mean I feel like my life's better now better now (laughs) and like everything will be all right I don't know like I mean all my songs are like a manifestation of my own experience and stuff so like Mm. I know I feel like last year and like this winter and stuff was really hard transition Mm. and like living in LA is definitely not easy especially if you don't come from nepotism or Mm. money like I literally have zero financial support from anyone except for myself Mm. this whole time so I mean there's some months that are harder some months that are better but I mean it's the journey right like that's why we're all here like I love living in LA because like the people and the energy and just like everyone has a dream whether or not Mm. like everyone's gonna make it or this or that like everyone's trying to do something and Mm. for the most part like believes in themselves and like I feel like I'm really grateful this past like couple months to have met a really 
awesome group of friends and meet amazing people through shows like like Penny yes. and just I feel so supported and loved these days and like I have my nice. own room finally and like more stable work and I'm just feeling good but it's been it's honestly been a really hard two years and I finally feel like everything is good <laughs> you nice. know what I mean I mean we're st- I still haven't bought groceries in a few days because I like am dreading spending $50, but yeah. you know, like everything's all right. Like I have a desk to sit at that I found on the street <laughs> and I'm sitting on my desk chair that I found on the street, but I have my laptop in front of me that I traded for making a music video after mine broke. And oh, I have nice. my microphone that I'm speaking into that I got at a discount when I worked at Best Buy. I don't know. I just feel like I've been collecting all these pieces of myself that I've been like, Wanting to have to build this life that I've been dreaming of. And even though, like, I'm not at, like, peak life right now, I'm just grateful to wake up and feel like myself finally. Wow. Which I guess is a good segue into, like, my whole non-binary vibes. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just grateful to finally feel like me and not feel controlled by anyone and not have anyone, like over me or whatever you know it's just like I just feel free finally (laughs) yeah that's the best feeling in the world and yeah Los Angeles is so much better for that I definitely get that same feeling that people here like want something I don't know I very much grew up in the Midwest where it felt like people just went through the motions of life their whole life there wasn't so much of a so weird I'm like I'm like is this all you guys want yeah right like there's more out there you know you don't have to like do the same stuff your parents and their parents did if you don't want to but right I digress I'm here now anyways aren't I (laughs) right we out of the we out of here yeah how was that though for you growing up in a place that was really small and I assume probably not very conducive to creativity and stuff like this I don't know honestly no hate to Minnesota and shout out to like like I don't know I mean trauma this that I'll just look on the bright side but like for context I was born in LA my parents are from LA Oh, cool. Fun fact. And um, we moved to Minnesota when I was three. And I mean, we lived around and stuff, but we like stayed in Germany for a bit when I was a kid. So just like some random things for like my family's work and random stuff. I don't know. Like, I mean, my family has been like freelance artists my whole life, to put it easy, I guess. So Mm. I don't know. We've kind of just been like, I feel like creativity and stuff has always been honestly pretty encouraged in my life and growing up I was a competitive dancer fun fact for like 11 years oh wow and then (laughs) what kind of dance everything wow and I was really set on like being a dancer or ballerina or like a music video dancer that was kind of like I feel like the training of my studio was like oh like you go be a music video dancer in LA was kind of like the route or like New York ballet yeah but I mean we weren't like the best studio in the world for sure like it wasn't like the crazy crazy like mean vibes like it was like very like community and nice and I'm really grateful for all my time at the dance factory shout out yeah and um I just feel like I was always like performing and stuff on these like I mean huge stages doing dance competitions and stuff Mm. and my mom like um started working at the dance studio like volunteering time so that my tuition could be free so I mean I'm grateful for that that she wanted to do that and she's like a seamstress so it kind of all worked out she got to 
do that and whatever. I don't know. Just like kind of ranting at this point, but <laughs> like, I mean, I danced and stuff is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, um, my dad's kind of like entrepreneurial vibe. So he was always teaching me to like hustle and stuff. Mm. And then, I mean, I was performing and then in high school, I made like a friend group who all did like musical theater and everything. And uh, they like really inspired me to do theater and stuff like that. And I ended up like stopped competing in dancing in high school and just focusing more on like musical theater. And I was like, oh, I want to do like Broadway or this or that or like, I don't know. I never really thought of like being like an industry singer as a possibility. Mm. I mean, I always looked up to like Katy Perry or like Miley Cyrus and stuff like that. But I mean... When you live in small town Minnesota, like, why would you think that you can be a pop star? Like, yeah. that's so just, like, out of reach and unreal. And then, like, on I top of you. that, people being, like, reptilian elite. Like, it's yeah. like, okay, you hear about nepotism in your town of 800 people. Like, why would I think that I would have a chance at that at all? I don't know. Like, it just wasn't even a possibility. So, like... Mm. Basically, I feel like I was always encouraged to, like, create and, like, dance and sing. And, I mean, my school and everything wasn't perfect or this or that or there's, like, other issues. But, like, we had a good theater program. And as long as I, like, could spend as least much time at home as possible and just as much time as I could in the theater or in the dance studio or in choir, I just spent, like, every moment I could trying to sing and dance and create. Wow. So, I don't know. Like, I kind of just was, like... I know this is just, like, part of my life right now, and there's there's no point of complaining or, like, being like, why was I born in Minnesota? Because, like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't leave. <laughs> can't like, it, yeah. So I might as well just, like, take the opportunities I can and prepare for, like, the next parts of my life. But wow. maybe I'm just an old soul that's <laughs> preparing for my next journey. I don't know. Oh, my God, that's the best, though, when you can understand the circumstances and be, you know, content with it nonetheless and find the opportunities and the like-minded people amongst the community that you're in at that time. I mean... That's what life's about. Yeah, that's how we get by, I guess, in a way. <laughs> that's so interesting, though. What was it like growing up in a dance community where you, with feeling non-binary? I would imagine that's a pretty feminine kind of atmosphere for the most part. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to be honest, like, with opening the non-binary, like, can or whatever, mm. I don't know. I mean, I always felt like, different or like especially in dance like no hate to my dance studio but I always felt like an outsider or like yeah I always felt like I wasn't feminine enough but I mean I always felt like those kind of issues stemmed more from not having enough money to like buy hair extensions or like in the dance world it's like there's a lot of like I don't know what it's like now, but I feel like back then there was like spray tans and blondes and like, I mean, the dance industry is weird, obviously, but it was like, oh, like I didn't have like the cute sports bras and puberty and this and that. Mm. And I mean, I felt like an outsider in like a different way. And just like the fact that, I mean, it's hard to find friends in Minnesota when you're like (laughs) weird and like live in a small town or something. But Mm. I feel like I started, I didn't, I don't know. I never really thought about gender like that when I was a kid of course like I mean I always felt weird but Mm. or like different but I first heard about like the term non-binary and like they them stuff in high school Mm. and um you know major ally helped um found the GSA at my high school 
none. That's a joke. <laughs> like, uh, like all of our friends that started the like GSA, Gay Straight Alliance, as they called it, oh. aka the like LGBTQ club, whatever. Uh-huh. We were all like, we're allies, and now we're all like queer. So kind of funny. But yeah, <laughs> we went to this conference that was like in Minneapolis. And everyone had, like, pronoun, like, name tags on, and I was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Like, kind of like, I mean, not conservative vibes or something, but I was just like, I've never heard of or seen anything like this before. Uh And I don't think I was, like, judgmental, but I was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, you're one of them. Like, what? Like, like, kind of like, and I mean, this is, like, 2014, so people on that, like, grammar, like, they them's wrong grammar. I mean, oh yeah, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I was just like, what? Whoa, that's interesting. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was kind of like internally like jealous or could see myself in these people that were saying they were they them. Mm-hmm. And I was just so not myself at the time, you know, like being in high school in general and like small town and like just like not being allowed to be myself in a lot of ways mm-hmm. or just like not even knowing what that would look like. But I'd see these people who like identified as they them and I was like, interesting, weird, okay, like noted. And then. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends in college came out as non-binary, and, like, that was, like, when I started to get it. And I feel like deep down, I I felt like one of them. But Mm. I just, like, was scared that people would think I was, like, weird or, like, that was, like, not as normalized then, especially Mm. in Minnesota. And, like, I feel like if someone, like, deeply asked, like, I think I remember, like, talking to, like, a partner or like a good friend or something and being like oh yeah I think I feel like non-binary but like I'm not gonna say that out loud type of vibe you know like that kind of energy and then I mean not that this is that validating but like when I did my Minnesota license in like 2019 like the summer after I got back from China I um I feel like non-binary stuff was still like barely on my mind but I just was like starting to like warm up to the idea of that even for myself and just like on this self-discovery vibe and I like made my license gender be like X oh and I was like I'm surprised they even offered that right and I was like like they put it on there and I was like that's how I feel like was like my first thought and then I was like "Ah, I'm gonna put female and then I was like no like this is like this is like a step of me validating like me feeling Uh non-binary so I was like I'm gonna do that and then I mean I didn't tell anyone about that or do anything about it and like pronouns weren't like in bios or anything back then you know (laughs) and then I was just like on this like slow wave of like hearing more and more about like non-binary stuff and like I had friends who were like coming out and like I also didn't want to like step on their experiences in a way which I know now looking back it's like okay me saying I'm also non-binary is not like diminishing other people's like saying they're non-binary mm. but I just didn't want to like come across like that or something and I was like insecure about it too and like I don't know just like not being myself and I just mm. like hated going by like Brie which is like my given name or whatever mm. like Brie Flash and so I was like Flash is my last name fun fact. <laughs> That's so sick. Thank That's you. such a great name. And I don't know like <laughs> Growing up and stuff, like, I don't hate my name or something, like, whatever, thanks for the name, but, <laughs> like, like, I think, like, Brianna Flash is, like, a objectively nice name, but yeah. I just never felt like, never really felt like I'm a girl, like, I don't know, that's fun fact, that's my non-binary anthem coming out someming day called one of them. Yeah, I'm Teaser. excited, yeah. And... 
I don't know. I just like always hated going by Brie and Brianna. And like, I wanted to go by like Breezy or Flash and stuff, but no one would ever call me that because they thought it was stupid. And oh, really? I was, like, Flash is amazing. Thanks. And then <laughs> I guess like kind of unrelated, but like when I was living in China, I went by the name Bebe, which is like baby, which I mean is not the dopest name ever either. But I, like I know、it. I just felt euphoric to not be called Brie for once. Oh, no. Because、nice. I didn't like that. And like, In like Mandarin, when you're speaking it, the pronouns are all ta, which is like she and her.、Mm-hmm. I mean, she, her, like he, him, they're all like ta. There's no difference, really. Oh, yeah. Like only in writing. So I don't know. I feel like that was like, I mean, not to like step on that culture language moment, but like I feel like that was a step in the direction of helping me like detach from gender and like. Kind of like having a new name and this and that, and that felt like euphoric.、Mm. And then I guess, like, in the past like year, half a year or so, I started going by Flash, like, kind of slightly for like my artist project, but also because I have always like wanted to go by Flash because it's like more gender neutral and just feels like that's like what my soul was named. And I mean, obviously,、mm. it's my last name and it's like my lineage or whatever, but like. It just finally feels right. And it feels like right in the same way as like when I was living abroad and going by like names that weren't Brie.、Mm. I was like, like this feels right. And I was, like, so I was like slowly starting to like, for context, this is like a year ago now when I was starting to use like, oh, she, they. But I feel like for me, I don't know about everyone, but the she, they pipeline is like, oh, I actually want to be called like them. But.、Yeah. Like, I'm like stepping into it. I know not everyone feels like that, but for me, I was like, oh, she, they. And then I'm like, aha, they, them, she. But、oh, yeah. now at this point, like, I'd say my pronouns are just like one, like, like them, they, them, whatever.、Mm. I, I understand people are going to call me she, her, like, whatever. I'm not like, don't really care. Like, you can call me a girl, you can call me a quote girl, you can call me a woman, whatever. Like,、mm. I know the people at the grocery store aren't going to see me as they, them. And、yeah. like, That's something I just have to come to terms with living on Earth, especially right now. Like, maybe、mm-hmm. that'll change in years and everyone will like think the neutral is they, them. But for now, like, I don't know. There's no point in me being pissed off if they're like, that's her drink, like at Starbucks about、oh, me.、Yeah. Like, I could let that bother me, but like, there's bigger things to worry about. <laughs> and it's like,、yeah. if the people that I love and trust and care about, Call me them, like, cool, that's amazing. And that's something I never thought I'd be comfortable with.、Mm. But also, it's like, at the end of the day, I'm just like grateful to be called Flash and to like personally like identify with they, them pronouns. Even if no one else in the world called me that, I mean, obviously that would suck in its own way, but you know <laughs>、yeah. what I mean? Like,、yeah. I'm just glad that I finally feel like myself. And I feel like for years and years and years, I've just tried to like, been like, Mold to this feminine idea of like what I'm supposed to be or what like pretty is or this or that.、Mm-hmm. And like what you're saying about like dance and stuff. Like I always just felt like I was supposed to be this girl or this or that. And I'm glad that now that people are like understanding that non binary is a thing. Like I'm just grateful to have an identity that I finally feels like me. So、mm. deep. Do you want to hear a、That's、sneak、amazing. peek of my song, One of Them? I really do. I really do. I felt like that、listening. was so clever. That phrase, One of Them, is so brilliant. And- Thank you. It was like,、um, I, don't, I was sitting like right in my room here when I came up with it. And I was like, 
I guess I'm one of them. And then I was like, whoa, that would be like a really powerful song. Yeah, definitely. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm excited. This is not perfect, but let me play it on here. But yeah, this one's with Little Trauma too, and drums by Kara, who is my friend, will be on there soon. So yeah, this is coming together. All right, let's see. Okay. I guess some one of them. All right, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Better guitars coming soon. <laughs> you know thank you it feels like it too every time i sing that at a show i just want to like sob i'm like i can't believe i'm saying this yeah it's beautiful <laughs> thank you like i don't know i guess this is kind of my first time really talking about like non-binary stuff so thanks for asking about it oh my god i'm kind of nervous but like um yeah the other day one of my like good friends just got a new roommate and she was like just kind of randomly like in the car like oh when did you know you're non-binary and I was like uh that's kind of like an intense question right yeah. now I don't know like that kind of feels more intimate to me like I mean I'm like a content creator and I put a lot of stuff about myself out there and like a performer but I was like I just like don't want to get into that right now but I'll show you mm. my song one of them yeah <laughs> well that's great it's nice to have art that kind of answers questions sometimes when words are you know not feeling right not in not appropriate <laughs> right and that's kind of part of the reason why i made this song too like i want people who are are not non-binary to be like oh like that's kind of like what it means so that mm. one i think will come out in the fall too and i can't wait for that one i feel like that song could change my life and less important about me but I can't imagine hearing that song if I was, like, not out as non-binary, and that's how I felt. Like, I would want to sing that, like, at the top of my lungs. Yeah, yeah. Like, when we were doing the session for that, and I was, like, singing it with Lil Trauma, and, like, when I do it at the shows, I just, like, yeah, like what you're saying, it feels so free, and Mm. I just feel like Flash. It feels like everything I've ever, like... Everything I've ever been holding back just, like, comes out with that song. So, I don't know. I'm grateful. And I feel like I've been meeting a lot of non-binary people 
And I mean, I don't think I'm the blueprint for non binary people. There's lots of people who have been. Been non binary for years, even those people who I was saying in like 2014 who have been so authentic since day one. Like, I feel like I wasn't lucky enough to have felt that support and love back then mm. to have even, like, even just for myself to come to terms with who I am or whatever. But I mean, mm. I'm grateful for all my non binary friends who have like showed me the way. I mean, there's no perfect way to be non-binary and there's, like, there's no nothing you have to do. Yeah. In this in this one of them song, I won't I won't show you the I won't give you a sneak peek of the bridge cuz it's super awesome, but mm. some of the lyrics are like I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but I just like wanted to put this in there. It's like don't look at what's on the outside. All that matters is what's in your heart. Light the fire inside, yeah, nothing's required to be who you actually are. Kind of rough, but... Wow. Like, I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but... No, no. I feel like when I was coming to terms of being non-binary and stuff, like, I felt like, oh, I have to start dressing, like, masculine, or I have to, like, have short hair, or I have to, like do this or be this or like where they them pronouns or like mm. and it's like for me kind of like what I was saying earlier it's like this is for me now like mm. like sure it's awesome when other people call me them and this and that but it's like being non-binary is all about finally loving myself and mm. like being myself in the world you know so that's what matters. That's what matters. It's right? such a personal and thing. I hope everyone feels that way. I like, I kind of feel like everyone's a little bit like they, them, like yeah. on a spiritual level. But I mean, we're on earth and we have like a lot of things that we all are dealing with when it comes yeah. to gender and sexuality and this and that. And I hope like everyone who feels non-binary can come to terms with that or feel mm. she they or he they or if they want to be they them if they are non-binary and i mean i guess you don't even need to use the they them pronouns like do whatever you want mm -hmm. and just like start living authentically because that's like the most important thing that matters in the world so mm -hmm. no and i feel like a lot of the things that we associate with things like gender are really ego based and like identity based in like in terms of and like money and yeah, like yeah. continuing to like infiltrate these ideas of what men and women and they them yeah, and fucking like, capitalism androgynous <laughs> literally yeah. and like it all comes back to capitalism yeah right <laughs> right it's so much to do with requirements i like that you use the word required because i feel like that has a lot to do with you feel like if I am going to take on this identity no matter what it is i am required to behave in a certain way dress in a certain way and it's like no, there is no one way to do anything. And I feel like, I don't know, I just pray that we are headed towards a future where we don't use, we don't think about things so... Right. Like, as like a dichotomy, you know, that it's an, a spectrum. Can we all just be ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> honestly. For real. No, I agree. I wish I'd heard phrases. I never heard phrases like non-binary until I was in my 20s. And it's like, we need to talk about these things when people are younger and when they're in that phase of figuring out well, what's, who am I in society? Who am I in my friend group? Who am I in all these different things? It's cool that we're starting to have more language around it. And yeah, I'm stoked for you to release this song because I think we need Thank more you. art about it. <laughs> it was um, a beautiful moment the other day. 
I was like um, on a work shoot or whatever, and there was like this like younger kid there, and their name was like I don't know, I won't say their name, but it was like something like Rocket or something like kind of just, like you know gender neutral like object vibes or whatever. I mean, kind of mm. like how Flash is. I mean, it's my last name, but I mean, I obviously use Flash because it's kind of like spacey, cool vibes too. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and this kid was like, "Oh, is your name actually Flash?" And I mean, that's kind of like a bad question to ask someone who's like potentially non-binary or like i don't know just oh, yeah. especially like it's like you don't need to ask that you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but i'm like this kid matter. kind of is giving curious vibes so i'll just be honest with them mm. and i'm like oh my name is flash my name my first name isn't flash but it's my last name and that's what i go by since i started being open about being non-binary mm. and the kid was like oh i'm non-binary but like nobody calls me them everyone calls me girl still and i was like well like as long as you know who you are like nothing else matters or whatever i don't know what i said to them but i was just like i wish i could show you my like one of them song right now because yeah. like I mean, I'm sure if I was, like, an eight-year-old growing up now, I would feel the same exact way if there was, like, these words, like, out there, like, non-binary, kind of like what you're saying. Like, that just, like, was literally not a thing back then, you no. know? Yeah. Oh, my God. You never know. That moment might have been such, like, right? I'm a like, turning oh. moment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's cool. And that's what we're... I mean, I can't wait for you to release this. There's so much so much medicine in that there's so much connection to be had out of that people need to start to understand these things more and more I think you're so nice thank you I'm your biggest fan lol <laughs> any last questions before we go thrifting <laughs> nice I think my biggest question would be what's next what are you planning Ooh. yeah um do you think you'll put this out pretty quick yeah with, yeah cool um well on July 31st I have a show at Harvard and Stone. I'm opening up for some people. It's kind of like their emo night thing. I think it'll be low key. So pull up. That's in like East Hollywood. Cool. I think it's like free or $5 cover. So pull up y'all. Support the arts. Even if it's not free. Support. Go. Right. And <laughs> it's been a rough two years. It's kind of cool because <laughs> Harvard and Stone was, I think, the first like LA venue that I ever really went to last summer. And cool. I met like some of our mutual friends that we met through like my friend Gohar and I met like a lot of people that night at Harvard and Stone like a year ago so I'm grateful to finally be on that stage nice and then I have a huge show I'm headlining The Shed in um, LA August 27th and that's going to be a big show I'm going to have my whole live band and I'm obviously going to be playing all my songs. I don't know what. I don't know if the Harvard and Stone one. If I'm doing a short set or not. I need to figure out the details for that. I mean, it's coming up, but mm. the Shed Show is gonna be crazy. I'm headlining. They wanted to put my face in the poster. I was like, is this real life? Nice, I was like, cool. I can't believe this. Show this to my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Show this to my parents. Show yeah. this to my haters. Show this to my child self. Show this to me yeah. now. But <laughs> that show is gonna be awesome. Um, I don't know any of the other artists personally, but I'm sure it's going to be a great show. Mm. And then as for my next releases, so August 27th is the Shed show. In August 26th, spoiler, um, I've been teasing my next song, Die For You, which I can end this with. Mm. That song's coming out August 26th, cool. so the day before the Shed show, which is um, going to be... A cool song. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was gonna finish the sentence. I'm taking out the sneak peek. But <laughs> so far, I've thought it was interesting that it feels like the branding 
if that's the right word, for this song has been very white, whereas the other ones had like blue or purple, like a prominent color. This one feels very ethereal. Well, thanks for noticing. I need to make the music video for it. I have like a bunch of random clips, but I think I just need to like redo it now that my eyebrows are bleached. (laughs) I don't know. That was specific. (laughs) Right. No, we filmed some stuff for this. And by we, I mean me alone. But (laughs) me and my team, aka me and Flash. But um, yeah, this song, Die For You, is coming in August 26th. Um, I'll give you a little sneak peek of it, and then I'll tell you guys where you can check me out if you want. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Penny. Here's sneak peek of Die For You. Thank you. so easy to see like all the faces at the front of a gate at a festival like screaming I'd die for you oh, back to you you know <laughs> I would love that oh it's there it's so exciting I can't it's wait to release it's coming we're these. manifesting we're working hard yeah. there's no other option I'm no, gonna a- be a pop star <laughs> you are a pop star <laughs> uh, well thank you Penny for having me this is amazing and so fun and I never just be ranting like this so <laughs> kind of fun yeah and you guys can check me out on everywhere my usernames are kind of different on different things i'm trying to get the username flash spell f-l-a-s-c-h which is my last name german vibes that's why it's s-c-h but yeah <laughs> my instagram is flash f-l-a-s-c-h music and then i have my photo video page if you care that's flash world which is also the name of my universe i live in nice (laughs) and that also kind of encompasses all my photo video fashion projects all that stuff so if you're curious about that side of it check it out and then i'm flash f-l-a-s-c-h on all streaming services and yeah i have a music video for every song i have out and yeah die for you is produced by henry martell who's one of my good friends and also my live show dj for all the songs for all the shows i don't have the whole live band at so i work with a lot of awesome producers and i'm also working towards producing my own stuff all by myself in the next year or so i mean i love working with everyone i work with but it'd be cool to just have everything be out of my mind i don't know i love i'll keep collabing with all my awesome producer friends and stuff but you know there's something liberating the flash world yeah about being able to do it all yourself in a way right yeah that's nice Can't that's fun. yeah cool well, thank you penny thank you thank you so much this for is th- crazy i can't believe we're here yeah no me either <laughs> i'm really <laughs> like, looking forward to it <laughs> we're sitting in my room someday we'll remember when we were sitting in the corner of my room and 
pennies sitting on my stool covered in green fur. <laughs> Fake, obviously. And I'm sitting on my, yeah, my desk chair that I found in the street with my Daiso orange pillow. You're always manifesting all the bits you need anyways. That's what matters. Exactly. Should I put on my spy glasses? <laughs> nice. Well, all right. thank you so much. Goodbye, Penny. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.